Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Dead Man. With me, as always, my two brothers, the man who puts the tootie into every single fruity, Mr. DJ himself. It's a tough job, but someone's gonna do it. <laughs> I just want to know how you fit it in. You know, like do you? And my other brother, the only person who'd be to uh, dig up uh, Leo Fender's body and beat it up for kicks, Mister Mustard. Oh, hello, everybody. That's a <laughs> hmm. dusted off an oldie there, but it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we had to had to knock the dust off that one. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I have to start off this show by absolutely saying that I want to apologize for my last episode comments about killing children. And how you did it quick enough? That, uh, it occurred to me that I have was not in the right mind. I shouldn't be wishing death upon any children, fictional or fact. <laughs> so therefore, I will now be a more reclusive DJ from now on fuck that i have oh, to hold myself no. back yeah no i'm sorry you've been vetoed killing kids and shut yourself up yeah you've been vetoed so that order business has been closed moving on yeah, no it, it hasn't yes it has just 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 stop just stop it okay you're our, old, social you're, you're, you're our only black guy we can't lose you okay just just, just, <laughs> just stay strong buddy okay are you using me as some kind of free card? No, 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 no. It's not like we get free promotion, you know? It's not like we get, you know... It's not like this podcast is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends or something, you know? We just get to feel cooler. That's important to us. Anyways, so what have you guys been up to this week? Because I have a black friend. His brother. Uh, my black friend. My, my black, black friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking family guy. So um, what have you? What have you guys been up to? Come on. What have you watched? What have you played? What have you seen? Well, I watched this uh, this show called Sex Education. Right. Pretty, is, it, is, it, is it any good? I, I have heard things. No, it's not very good. It's not very good. <laughs> but it's not. Like, it's honestly pretty dumb. Like, it's really dumb and far-fetched and kind of stupid. But um, what's what I like about it is kind of like the... um, the, it's, very, it's very, like, real in terms of, like, people reacting to things or, like, people talking with each other. Like, it's very, like, realistic... <laughs> You know, like some some people are like like just like you know fucking in a bedroom in a party, and then this guy just walks in. And he's like, "Oh, just forgot my charger here." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like that is so realistic. Like, that's exactly what I would do. Oh, sorry, guys. Hold on, just gotta get back. <clears throat> yeah, all right. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, the, the door open or close. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's the only thing I liked about it. But honestly, yeah, it, I don't know. There was it was in the middle. It was in the middle. Because oh it was God. written kind of terribly, like plot and all that, but um, yeah, the acting and the deliveries made it worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll shut up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's, it's like yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones. Like the the overall story is shit. The individual stories are what made it. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my gosh, you know, I just had a thought. Like, I could just imagine that guy, like, walking. He's like, hold on, hold on. And then also, like, he's, he's, he's adjusting, like, a hidden webcam. <laughs> Like 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 behind a like a <laughs> like like, yeah, like behind some crap. It's like hold on, hold on. Right yeah, angle. Guys off frame. Yeah, guys off frame. There we yeah. go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, my uh, my trophy was uh, off frame. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's about this like high school kid that's like his mom is a sex therapist, and like he is kind of asexual at this point in time. Right. Um. He he got like traumatized by something in his childhood but anyways yeah he he goes and gives sex advice to his like um peers in his high school and he charges them for it that's how kind of like the whole movie the, what the whole show is about that's kind of yeah, cool. well as yeah. joker says you give some never do it for free never do it for yeah. free what about you Deej? what have you been up to besides charging people for sex advice wait what huh <laughs> yes, uh, I uh, uh, was watching uh, those uh, Wrinkles the Crown, uh, Wrinkles the Clown videos. Wrinkles you know, those, the Clown. Yeah, those uh, you know those YouTube sightings like that. I mean, you know, it's you know it's part of a project or whatever, but it just still fascinates me. You know, it's like you know that this. You know this thing. You know got blown up to the point where point where, where people were wondering whether it was real or not. Oh, yeah, the, 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 clown, the clown sightings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and particularly wrinkles the clown. They made a documentary about it like not too long ago. Oh, okay. it's on yeah, the, another documentary. Yep, yeah, it's on Hulu right now. I'm good. Oh, God damn it, dead man hates to learn about things. I know. I, right? I do not. Seriously. I do not. You know that you fucker. Well, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, whatever, I just hate documentaries, dude. I'm tired yeah, of documentaries. Well, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah okay, dude, sure. Yeah. Fuck you guys. I went to go see Birds of Prey. And uh, I am more than happy to report zero SJW in it. Uh, <sighs> actual, I like it. Actual straight up story. They never, ever let go of the fact or the idea that Harley Quinn is a bad guy. She is not a good person. They never, ever allude to her being something she's not. Uh, all the people involved, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a couple little wrinkles, but it's fan, fan, you know, uh, splitting hair bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, there's no fucking reason for me to even think of it. But, you know, awesome movie. Like really, mm. really well done. They they, ter- they took Huntress from Bruce Wayne Light and just made her this really socially awkward person. It is so fucking funny. It works so much better than the uh, the suave person that she gets portrayed as usually. And it's, yeah, in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like she always acts like Bruce Wayne. She always she's always like, oh, I'm I'm in command of the room. Oh, I'm Huntress. Whatever. Like in in, in this fucking movie. She is straight up just socially awkward, and she's like doesn't know when to laugh or how to laugh or how to give high fives or anything. Like it's so fucking good. I'm like, why didn't we have this change years ago, bro? That would have been so much better. And they also touch on the idea that Black Canary gets killed by the mob, and the cops don't do shit. Really cool, just really fucking cool, really cool. And we when we were talking on this show uh, about. Uh, people, or who was it, that fucking reviewer that said, oh, well, they should have made a PG-13? No fucking way. 
no fucking way this movie could have been PG-13. It is not even PG-13. It's not even in the fucking neighborhood. It's not even the same zip code as PG-13. Like, it is not. Just no. And whoever the fuck wrote that, I I doubled down. You're a moron. Okay. Hmm. So how do you really feel about it? (laughs) Well, because honestly, like, like, no bullshit, I'm actually really pleasantly surprised. Considering that they did end up shoving not too much, but a, but I- enough for you to taste it, a, some SJW into like Captain Marvel, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, not <laughs> wasn't a lot, yeah. but it was I, I, it was I, I, enough I, I, for it you to taste like, it. Oh, dude, that taste was like a freaking consuming thing. Because I'm sorry, dude, I saw it all over the freaking place. Well, I mean, but that's just it. You see fingerprints, but it's not like, you know, in your face kind of thing. But, like, for this one, just zero SJW, and I was really proud of them for doing that. And I was really proud that the director uh, is a woman, or however however they identify him. From what I understand, she's a woman. And she took this she took this seriously. How dare you? Shut up. And she took this seriously enough to um, put out a quality product. You know, as as opposed to Suicide Squad, where everything just went fucking wrong. <laughs> well, mm. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't really have much to say on it. But I can say that it's cool that people are finally starting to realize that girls can be cool. Girls have always been cool. Girls but in they comic don't, books have always been cool. Yeah, but they don't no. always need to like throw it in your face that they can be cool. Like, we know you can be cool. People always realize that girls can be cool. The problem was is that the way Hollywood always tried to portray, like they can't have flaws, or it's like everything they do is right, and, and so like any conflict that could possibly is no real conflict because you know who started that shit? Who? It was not Hollywood. It was fucking Barbie, bro. Barbie. Barbie created the the perfect picture of woman. Like that's what they were. That's their goal was to be like you want to be like Barbie. No. Yeah. No, no. Historically speaking, no. They actually, for a long time, we had that we had the the Barbie with the long legs and the thin waist and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think it's Mattel, if I'm correct. Uh, Mattel, sometime in, in the '70s, changed the design of Barbie to look more realistic, to be more attainable. As yeah, a woman. but if you go, if you look at the fucking original Barbie concept, that's what they were going for was the perfect housewife. The original, like nineteen sixty-one or some shit like that. You're talking more like forties and fifties. But yes, uh, sorry, in, yeah. in the sixties and seventies, though, they tried to change the design. They were like, no, but that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like nowadays, they're obviously instilling the pot, like the idea that like you, like Barbie can be whatever she wants to be. Like that's what that's kind of the point. Wait, now. Like, you're not letting me finish. Mattel changed the design of Barbie to be a more realistic woman. Shorter legs, an actual hip, a waistline, uh, smaller bust, you know, so on and so forth. And the fucking parents, the parents were the ones that threw a fit and petitioned Mattel to go back to the original Barbie. Uh. So Barbie was like, yeah, okay, you know what? Women don't look like this. We got to update this so little girls know that women, not all women, look like this. And it was the fucking parents that were like, no, put Barbie back the way she was. Put her back as a five foot ten statuesque blonde. Like, that's what we want for our daughters. Barbie's thick. (laughs) 
she is now. I mean, <laughs> well, that's the thing because back then, like, people thought it was like a role model to look up to, and like, if you change it to, if you go the liberal route with the, oh, you can be whatever you want to be, like, that's when people don't like it. But especially back then, in such a conservative time, you know. I think like they thought Barbie was like a goal <laughs> to obtain. No, I think they like the parents thought Barbie was like a goal to obtain for their daughters, and like they're like they weren't understanding of the whole like individualistic idea, you know? Yeah. Well, either way, I I just find it cool that you know it's the parents like a lot of people you know like SJW people have blamed Barbie for that uh for that standard of women, but it's actually the fucking yeah. parents. Like Mattel tried to change it. It was the parents that did it. Not Barbie. So, but it, like, like I said, it was the, when the when the toy was fucking invented, that's what they wanted. Was oh yeah, well that's what one. that's what was on TV. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what that's what you looked at. That's kind of been. That's like the only point I was trying to make. Oh okay, I'm sorry. So my bad. My bad. I misunderstood. I'm really tired, so you'll have to forgive me. Uh, but DJ, DJ, weigh in on this, brother, because I know you had a couple of Barbies growing up. What? My sister had it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, so weigh in on the whole issue, brother. About Barbie. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I was just talking about how Hollywood like to, you know, portray, you know, try to do the whole SJW agenda, and people are just sick and tired of it. And then also we got into Barbie, and we got a little history lesson about that. So, like, what what was the weigh in here exactly? You know your, your your opinion on the subject is kind of what you do on a podcast. Okay, about the SJ, SJW thing about or about Barbie? Any and all of it, brother. Uh, okay. So, okay, so back to my original point. You know, women. You know, women were always badass. I mean, you know, you look at Ripley, uh, freaking uh, Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Or a lot of the girls from the old school horror films, but what the fuck was her name? Uh, Nancy, I think. From like, there's a uh, Freddy Nancy. This is why I hate video games. They appeal to the male fans. Oh Sorry. my god! Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, you know, and also to that, I also hate that line because. Yeah, they appeal to the male fantasy because girls, at least the majority of girls, wouldn't play video games for the longest time. And it's not like from lack of trying, boys would try to get girls into video games for like how long? Decades? Yeah. And it's they, a boys they, thing. It's a boys thing. Exactly. Okay. And, and, again, and again, we have to blame the parents for that one. We didn't give a mm -hmm. fuck if it was a girl or a boy playing with us video games. Somebody was playing video games with us. That's all we cared about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seriously. I mean, look at Metroid. I mean, look at Metroid. When we found out Samus was a girl, everyone was shocked. But it's like, dang, that's the hottest eight big pixel I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, no, man, like between we you and Miss but... Pac Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were surprised, but dude, it was like we were this was freaking awesome. Like, yeah. no, like we it's never cared. Like that your generation has such a wider imagination than ours now does. Like, honestly, it's no wonder. Cause y'all had to take that eight big pixel and fucking turn it to a real woman. Oh. Dude, I dude, I'm telling you, dude. St, uh, you know, SD TVs were white covered for the longest time. Yeah. You know, we made we made crap work. I mean, look at Atari porn games. Well, dude, look at like the late night shows when your fucking signals all disrupted and like, oh, dude, I think that's a titty. Like, you know what I mean? like three a.m. 
I'll tell you, dude, that's, what's, there was, that's what uh, staticky looking no. There was a, there was, a, what, what was it, Game Pro? There was a couple of game magazines. It was Game Informer, Game Pro, and there was another one. And they always had this section right at the front that was kind of hidden, just a little bit past all the tables of contents, uh, where it was fan art. Like, people would just send in envelopes with fan art on them. And holy shit, dude. When you're talking about people using their imagination to picture Samus, Aaron, wow. You're like, dude, it's a, what? What? Where did you get this? This is a collection of fourteen digital blocks. How did you come up with this, bro? You gotta work for NASA. <laughs> Until yeah, it's amazing what people can come up with nowadays. You're like, come on, DJ, back me up on this. Then, you know, but all right. So like, we we we, we move on. So we, we haven't got to the real show yet. Yeah, but I like this. So let's start the show though. And of course. I have to start it off with a little Yeah. Pour it into my custom slittery cup. Hey. Brought to you by Raiden Shadow Legends. Oh no. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I did I did apply. I did apply, guys. I did apply, guys. I'm just waiting Ooh, we, toss, we tossed our name in the hat there. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? I, I I've applied <laughs> with about four or five sponsors and we're all I'm waiting for word back from any of them. Uh, you know I hate it when you crack open that dang can because every time you do, I'm in the mood for a Guinness. <laughs> You're gonna have to start buying Guinnesses on the Sunday morning. In. Sunday morning rain is falling. Anyways, oh yeah, dude, Sunday is for day drinking. I don't know. What I'm Sunday about. is for day. Do you, do you, people get drunk at church, bro. They they eat Hell a little, yeah. they eat a Jesus. Wine. They eat you know a Jesus saying? and they drink some wine. <laughs> yeah, they eat a piece of Jesus and then drink some wine. <laughs> <laughs> cannibalism and getting drunk let's go let's do it <laughs> church is awesome <laughs> <laughs> cutting, the, cutting the, the, show, the show short guys I gotta go get me some Jesus I'm hungry anyway <laughs> I've always imagined as a kid sorry hold on I just always imagined as a kid like, eating like a thick stack of those like crackers bro like just seeing how they taste <laughs> you know what I mean like I wonder how that would taste bad you think so yeah pretty bad it's like unseasoned Christ. <laughs> no. I think you got him. Needs a little bit of salt. <laughs> what does oh, seasoned Christ taste like? I think no, you got him. Like when Gordon Ramsay cooks it. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like if Gordon Ramsay cooked communal bread, that'd be fucking seasoned Christ. <laughs> And here's how you make a perfect Jesus Christ. Get it in the oven, you <laughs> fucking idiot! Are we really baking the Lord and Savior? Is this bread or is this really a person? I'm not sure where I morally stand on this. Get it in the oven, you fucking twat! Okay? That's enough of that. Before we get taken down like Blizzard did. Activision Blizzard Games taken down from NVIDIA GeForce Now Streaming Services. Or NVIDIA GeForce Now. Another streaming service. Another, <laughs> yet another punk rock band. 
Uh, NVIDIA's GeForce Now, which launched earlier this month. I haven't heard shit about it. Have you guys heard anything about it? No. Yeah, kind of. Blizzard. Is already facing controversy after Activision Blizzard titles were suddenly taken down from the gaming streams from the game streaming service. Shouldn't that be gaming stream service? Like stream grammatically gaming service or streaming game service? That's grammatically wrong. Fuck with my brain for a little bit. Nvidia yeah, announced streaming, you could say that. Nvidia announced the removal of Activision Blizzard games through a post on its official forums, with the titles disappearing from GE Force now on the same day. Per the request, please be advised, Blizzard games will be removed from the <coughs> service. Which will, while unfortunate, we hope to work together uh, to re-enable these games and more in the future. So, uh, Mustard, could you please go ahead and well, get these full, full fucking full games? List. Oh my god, every Call of Duty got taken off. Every one of them. As well as? Crash Bandicoot, Sekiro, Spyro, Trilogy, uh, Diablo 3, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, StarCraft Remastered, StarCraft 2, World of Warcraft, and World of Warcraft Classic. I'll tell you what, War- Overwatch is not having a good couple of months. I don't know, their game is like $12, dude. I still don't want it. Me neither. Like it's been it's literally been like there's a point where I had the money in my hand and I'm like Nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, dude. I'm sorry, dude. It's like that's like that's like spending twelve dollars to jump into a cesspool. Yeah, pretty much. I mean screw I'm I'm sorry, screw those fans. Screw I'm, those I'm fans. I'm done with toxic games for now. I play enough Rainbow Six Siege in my life. Yeah, fuck all that. I mean it's just yeah, no. Oh, so Rainbow Six Siege has a bunch of those fans too. It Holy is. Shit, it bro, is voted the no most toxic. Really, the yeah, most toxic. The most toxic game of online gaming. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Damn. it gets it gets rough in there. <laughs> <laughs> DJ. Dang. All right. With Activision Blizzard participating in the beta test for GeForce now. And NVIDIA assumed that the agreement between the companies would extend to the initial 90-day trial period after the service launch. Activision Blizzard, however, wanted a commercial agreement in place. And without it, NVIDIA had to remove the games from GeForce now. Hmm. They want more money. NVIDIA is hoping that it will be able to work with Activision Blizzard again and add, and add its games to GeForce Now in the future, but a timeline was not provided. In other words, you know, they're a Go good chunk of the money yourself. we make. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a good chunk of the money we make. We got to get them back. So it sounds here like Blizzard, Blizzard wanted a relationship and, and NVIDIA was like, nah, we're just friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Nvidia. Yeah, no. well, I don't blame them in that point because it's like, well, you have our titles, you have our rights, like you need to fucking pay us. Like this is our creation. You know what I mean? I thought it was a good analogy. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, no, that that's a good point though. So, uh, GeForce uh, now founders subscription. What the fuck? GeForce now's founders subscription offers priority access. Session links up to six hours, access to RTX ray tracing, and a free 90-day introductory period for just $5 per month for 12 months. Half of that main rival, Google Stadia's price of $10 per month. 
However, the sudden removal of Activision Blizzard games, GeForce now apparently carries the risk of disappearing altogether. And yeah, dude, when you take away Call of Duty, which is, I, I know it's I know it's a trash game. It is. But it's 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 a staple. It's a draw. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the what is you know one of those games where you just have to have like. It's it's opening a movie theater without store. fucking popcorn. You Kinda. have you have everything but popcorn. Like it, yeah. it's not necessary, but people want it, mm-hmm. and without it, you're gonna lose money. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. That's weird. Speaking of losing money, though, our favorite broke Japanese folks are still going. PlayStation is no longer attend- attending PAX East from what they claim is due to the coronavirus. How fucking convenient, bro. Yeah, they'll never appear because of the coronavirus. I mean, assuming the coronavirus is going to be, outbreak's going to last forever. They're like, fucking, what the fuck, dude? Hey, guys. <laughs> we were going to go, guys. We were going to go. We were gonna. Coronavirus. Shit happened. You know, in, chi- in China. No, no, dude, it, it's coronavirus. It, it, we can't do it, bro. But. No. It, Sorry. But, but the virus. decision's been made. But the virus I'm, is. Con- I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> A very, it's a very DJ thing to do. <laughs> uh, PlayStation is no longer participating in PAX East, which takes place in Boston from February 26th to March 1st. Sony Interactive Entertainment released a short update on top of a PAX-related blog post today, citing the coronavirus as its chief reason for canceling its participation. Uh, mustard, please. Today, Sony Interactive Entertainment made the decision to cancel its participation at PAX East in Boston this year due to increasing concerns related to the COVID-19, also known as novel coronavirus. As reads the post on official place to the paperback coronavirus, as, uh, or the Modelo virus. <laughs> we felt this is the safest option as the situation is changing daily. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in this event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was, oh I was doing a bit. That's real. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh my wow. god. I was just doing a bit. That was a bit. Sony, no. <laughs> oh no. Oh my gosh. I... <laughs> Uh. The news comes after Boston released a statement for confirming the first case, their first case of coronavirus in the state of Massachusetts. The patient will continue to remain isolated until cleared by public officials. Um, just holy shit. Okay, yeah, none of this talking about. Okay, well, that's something. It's basically somebody playing. Somebody's playing plague ink with the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Round two. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, here we go. Here we go. As PAX East, at PAX East, PlayStation was scheduled to show over 20 games <laughs> at its booth, including some hotly anticipated titles of the year, such as The Last of Us 2, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Noah 2. It would have been the first public hands-on opportunity for The Last of Us 2, but fuck you, coronavirus fucked y'all! <laughs> oh no, we're so dis- Oh yeah, no. Oh, it's a shame. No, yeah. I know Deadman's disappointed. He loves The Last of Us. I love I, The Last really of Us do. too, bro. It's one of my favorite games. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, yes, really- game develop. Wait, wait, hold on. Game development studio Naughty Dog responded to the news on Twitter, claiming in that they are disappointed to not see fans react to The Last of Us 2 demo. We're so sad to have to miss PAX East. We were really looking forward to meeting you and seeing your reactions to the demo. Although we although we know this makes the wait until May 29th a bit harder, we appreciate your understanding. Don't worry, we'll have more to share closer to launch. <laughs> wow. In other words, you know, check out our hard effort that's wasted because of a whim. Dude, you yeah, you got you got you got to be fucking serious. Like, there's somebody in those offices right now that just put a chair through a window. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah, uh, I know. I mean, <laughs> even working on a game demo, that's not easy. You know, you know, that, you know, that is some serious work. And, like, just having some kind of BS, like, like blaming the coronavirus, you know, like, which is completely isolated right now. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> we have confirmed cases, but that doesn't mean much, medically speaking. Uh, a lot of factors go into this kind of stuff. So yeah, just yeah, <laughs> shit. Dude. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you know, don't take this bullshit. Sony could, is well equipped to, to handle this. They, you know, they're just being little bitches. I mean, I, hell, you know, E three is the biggest uh, red flag right now. So expect a lot more of canceled shows. As well as you know, the idea that we we saw in this article that the CDC is working with everybody. To keep everybody clean and healthy and I don't know what else you want. Plus, there's always con flu. It doesn't matter what con you go to, including PAX or E3, you're going to get con flu. Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah. Also, for everybody going to any cons or PAX or E3, take a fucking shower. Constantly. Every day. Every day, please. (laughs) Just, just no. Or, or at least drown yourself in some kind of like, uh, you know, antibacterial soap or something. No, no, just shower. Or like a hand sanitizer or something. I mean, holy crap! Do something, something. Just, just shower for the love of all that's unholy. Please, just shower. Yep. Speaking of unholy, yeah, though, EA server woes call the entire future of cloud gaming into question, and we talked about that on this show too. How much power? EA doesn't like it either. No, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> how much power is it going to take to run these fucking servers? Remember we talked about that with Stadia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, EA uh, EA just suffered a, just suffered a petty server uh, server se- server out, uh, outage. What the fuck? EA just suffered a pretty severe server outage. Yeah, oh, man. Dang, I'm out of it today. But uh, but but, but basically called it. You know, people's like, oh, yeah, streaming service. Like, yeah, no, no, it's like once they go down and are some kind of malfunction and it will happen. It guess will who happen. shit out of a guess who shit out of luck? And guess what? It Here it is. Did. Yeah, it done did happen. 
All their online games appeared to be down, which included Apex Legends and FIFA. The, a the EA outage clearly shows some issues with the all-cloud-based future of gaming, which is why we said stick to digital and physical. This cloud-based yeah. bullshit has way too many risks with it. Yeah, buy your games or rent your games, but do not let uh, cloud gaming be your primary source for gaming because there it is. Yeah, he just pretty much proved us right. Yep. Yep. Uh, mustard, please. Hold on, just this one. Just well, stop. EA has struggled with this before. They made a complete dog's breakfast of that dreadful SimCity launch back in 2013. At this point, any EA cloud gaming service cannot be trusted. The bigger problem is that with, as the cloud-based feature gaming looms, someday all games will require working servers. Well, duh. That's kind of how online gaming works. <laughs> this, this guy never heard of uh, online gaming? No, nah, man. What is, what is that? Fuck. What do you need to do that? How, do, how does this work? Uh, no, just take him. Take you, need, the... you need servers? You need servers, right? Working servers? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Kind, is kind that of, the first thing you need? A little bit. Kind of part of the problem. Fucking boomers. <sighs> what happens if EA, or any other company for that matter, has prolonged server issues? Take, for example, the infamous, the infamous PSN outage of 2011 uh, for 23 days. And this was a 2011 PSN hack, which is pretty much why I got rid of my PlayStation. Um, so we talked about this though. Like we called this shit that, you know, this cloud service bullshit, it all depends on how much power you have and how much fucking, how many servers you have available. So how much money you have really? Yeah. And I'm not surprised. Are you guys, either, is either one of you surprised? Nope. No, no. Like I said, we freaking called it. You know, but everyone just keeps saying, oh, it's never going to happen. Well, it fucking happened. Yeah. And recently. Like, seriously, really you know, recently. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, people, like, when are people going to freaking understand that you know, even though these big companies have a lot of resources, they are not invulnerable. Or infallible. You know, ex you know, exactly. <sighs> but once again. You know, I can't believe we called it. We should start a show or something. <laughs> But no, yeah. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> freaking called it, so yeah. I mean, like, 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 like I, like I said, I, I haven't heard shit about Google. I haven't heard shit. Of, I haven't heard shit about Google Stadia. I haven't heard anything about the the GE Force thing. Fucking what you call it thing. I haven't heard shit about this either. Dude, uh, Google Stadia is a fucking joke. I haven't heard. Of, I haven't heard anything about these things. Well, just imagine paying a monthly fee and then having to pay for your games on top of that. No. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I like it rough, but I don't like it that rough. DJ likes it that rough. Like hell. Exactly. So. That makes no sense. You'll figure it out when you're older. So, <laughs> this is from Siliconera.com. Fight your hunger. At the Capcom vs. Street Fighter V collab cafe. That just looks cool, man. Let me zoom in on this. So we got a, a, a Ryu rice cake here. I believe that's Blanca. 
Yeah, Blanca Rice uh Ramen? That's an omelet. Oh, well, excuse me. Uh I believe that's a kin it's a kin drink. <laughs> he does now. Is that a guy old fucking burger? <laughs> that's a guy old burger, bro, yeah. What the actual fuck? Why are there two white balls in here? What is this? What is this? <laughs> it's very suggestive, and I want to know what it is. Are the chi- are the is the red stuff Akuma? It looks like Akuma. Akuma? Uh, no, that's this one. Or that's that's uh that's what's his name? That's Ken. No, no, no. The the the, the chips. That one. That that's uh. What's the green guy? Blanca. Blanca. Yeah. Yeah, we said Blanca. Oh, all right. My bad. <laughs> so let's take a look at here. Capcom Cafe. Capcom Cafe will be launching a new collab cafe stop with the event called featuring the recently released Street Fighter V Champion Edition this month. I'm not saying it. Uh, the restaurant will feature food and drinks themed after popular characters from Street Fighter V. Here's a look at some of the foods visitors will enjoy. So we have, I guess, number one is Guile's American Hard Boiled Burger with fries and onions. can't even drinks. spell it right. It's with, the, no. it's with the U, you freaking... Oh, whatever. Nope. Okay, there we go. So it's Blanca's Numbing Omurus, which is eggs. It's an omelet. Number three is Sakura's Handmade Bento. Oh, that's from Sakura. Okay. Uh, That is Cody. So it's Cody's part of eight, which is white, blue, white, blue, and then his hair. And that's reused drink, you it's dick. It's reused drink. And Chun Li's drink? How is that Chun Li's drink? And it has testicles in it. Those are not testicles. Oh, you know, the pigtails. You know how she doesn't have those white buns on her pigtails? No! Well, <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to explain the white stuff, okay? Jeez. <laughs> For those of you that want to look it up, go ahead. It's on siliconera.com. It's uh, S I L I C O N E R A.com. It looks like two just testicles floating in some green stuff. Yeah, honestly, that should be blue instead of green. I think. Yeah, it's not hard to do with cur- with Curso. You know, like just just looks wrong. It <laughs> just looks all sorts of wrong. Other bo- other notable dishes will include Dalsim's fire yoga curry and stretchy cheese dip, uh, Chun Li's heartwarming crepes. <clears throat> in addition to food, visitors can receive a limited edition lunch mat that they can take home. The mat features various characters in a chibi style. Additionally, the visitors who order drinks will also receive one random character coaster with the same chibi characters. Here's a look at the lunch mat. And all that's, that's actually kind of cute. Oh, that's pretty... Uh, look Gile, with... Gile that does not have the freaking uh, flat top hair is just weird to me. That is weird. That is kind of weird. That is very weird. Oh, look at that. Look at the coaster. Oh, no, that's Cody. Never mind. Is that Cody? Oh, that is Cody. So where's, where's Guile? Guile, then? Where's my man Guile? Seriously. Where's the main where's man Guile? Where's my main man, yeah? Yeah, where's the man? Huh. The Capcom Cafe will run this event from February 20th to, February 20th to March 25th at the Lake Town Store in Koshigaya City. Additionally, Street Fighter... Five Champion Edition releases on February 14th for the PlayStation 4 and PC. No Xbox. <laughs> oh, boy. 
<laughs> Look at all these weebs here. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, what the heck, Blanca? <laughs> what the heck, Blanca? You look like handsome little devil. <laughs> oh, finally, someone said it. it's Guile, not Gil. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Instead of eating the food, you get a voucher code that lets you sniff it from behind a glass case. <laughs> Doesn't look like any American burger I've ever seen. Well, it's because it's in Japan, homie. Uh, it really does look weird, though. Hard-boiled eggs. Or is it a hard-boiled egg? I have no idea. Oh, it was some biscuits! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You mean some uh, some chips? Yes, that's supposed to be bacon. Some crisps. Crisps are our chips to us. Chips are fries to them. Uh, speaking of some wood shit, though, I did I did get a new gun, and it is a weeb fucking gun. You did you got a new gun? Yeah. What kind of gun did you get? I got an actual IWI Jericho nine four one. Otherwise known as a baby eagle. And baby why did eagle. why did I get it? Because I'm a little bit of a fucking weeb. Little. Who uses a fucking baby eagle in anime? Uh allow me to show you. Just a moment, folks. You and your clicky clackies. Oh. Want to tell him who it is? Spike Spiegel uses the baby eagle. Yep. I had an opportunity to get one, and I took it. And yeah, there it is right there. Nice, man. <sighs> How much was it? Didn't cost me anything. Didn't? What'd you trade for it? We'll get into that off the air, but yeah. Oh, okay. That's uh, pretty fucking weeb of me, but still. <laughs> I had to do it. Like, honest, and, and it's an actual IWI, which is an Israeli win uh, Weapons Industries, instead of, uh, you know, the knockoff stuff, like the CZs and stuff like that. So, yep. I'm just really proud of that. And I'm really proud of how much of a weeb I am that I now have a weeb fucking gun. Nice. Oh, look at that. Did you see the Gamora gun that was? Oh, oh wow. My, oh, my gosh. I wonder when, that actually when gonna, fires. When are you going to get that one? <laughs> well, I guess let's uh, let's dead this and move into the anime and movie section. So Now it's anime and movie section? Well, I mean, well, anime's in, in, the, in the TVs and stuff, so... <clears throat> Let's no. see. Alley cards, guns. Can't find a good representation of them. It's pretty. Oh, nope, there you go. So that's one of them. And there's the other one. Yeah. I do love them, though. I do love the sayings, how. 
uh, when me when uh, me and DJ were growing up, so many people thought the sayings were offensive. Uh, DJ, do you remember what the what the sayings were? Meh. Nah. What? I don't think anybody cares right now, bro. It's Jesus Christ is in heaven now. And on the other one, it's speak with the dead. But, like, when we were growing up and this and all this stuff was coming out, like, Helsing was coming out, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, that's so blasphemous. And uh, it was just weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You guys give no fucks, do you? No, not really. I mean, left Helsing well, uh, well behind. I mean, I like the anime, but it's just one of those. I'm good. So that's I mean, a that's a 44 Magnum and a 454 Casul. That's what those things fire. Okay. Big ass weapons. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to move on, man. <laughs> I, I guess so. Fuck you guys. So <laughs> so bought a gun today. Fucking two people that know nothing about guns. That's great. Well, <laughs> I don't care if you Rick Grimes me. I, I made it relatable to does the it, idea does that it do it's gun a, stuff. It does. It does do the gun stuff. Yes, that's why I was trying to make it relatable to a weeb thing because that's the whole reason I got it was because of my weebness. So everybody talked about the Oscars, and I kind of don't want to talk about the Oscars. When is the Oscars? Talk about movies. Yeah, so if you talk about movies and TVs and stuff, well, well, I mean, because everybody already knows who won. Like this is this is old hat, and honestly, I don't think any of us, I don't think any three of us, give a fuck about who won. I like that Joaquin Phoenix I, won I, for the Joker for Joker. That was that's dope. So actually, no, I do, I do like the fact that Parasite did win best, uh, best picture. What yeah, dude, have you seen that movie? No, I haven't had a chance. Do you know what? Watch it. It's one of those things of no, you need to watch it for yourself. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those. And when you watch it, you'll understand why. Because I'm sorry, dude, like you can't describe it and even attempt to uh try to convey, you know, how good that film is. No, you have to watch it for yourself. Is it one of these Takeshi Mike things? Watch it yourself. Or Takashimike, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. But I, do, I you, do, do you agree, Mustard? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, dude. Watch. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I figured you would watch it uh, being the movie buff you claim to be. I thought you would have watched it already. I claim to be. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I, I will go out personally and have them fly the film here to Indiana just so I can watch it. It might not be the problem that I haven't watched it because I don't want to or the fact that it's just not available where I am. You're damn right that's what you're going to do. Shut up. Although I am, I, I do agree with Mustard, though. I, I am very glad that Joaquin Phoenix won for Joker. So that's two Joker uh, Oscar winners. Two Jokers and two Oscars. Yeah. And one didn't have to die. Aw. <laughs> it ain't too soon. It's been like, how long? So, nah, screw that. Yeah. What is what did you guys think of uh what did you guys think of the uh, the original idea for the for the Nolan third Batman? Do you guys remember it at all? No. Wait, the original idea? What was it? Uh the Riddler and Harley and Harley Quinn. I would I would prefer that. 
to Bane and Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about Harley unless uh, Heath Ledger was still alive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to have Heath, uh, if Heath Ledger hadn't died. Uh, the next two villains was going to be Johnny Depp as Riddler, because he was front runner and he everybody wanted him as Riddler, and uh, Brittany Murphy for Harley. Interesting. Really interesting to see how that all came about. Because yeah, no, I would have. Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp as the Riddler. Hell yeah, Riddler's one of my favorite Batman villains, and I would have loved to see him in the in, in the Nolan trilogy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Bane. I mean, Bane was an excellent substitute. But I mean, if I choose between Bane and Riddler, I'm always going to choose Riddler because I always love them. I always love Riddler more. Yeah, but just, I love Bane. You just love his last name. Oh yeah, Enigma. So neat. <laughs> Can we use this? Can we use this anymore? <laughs> is it still uh, usable? Is it still useless? Am I going to have to beep it in post? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, just fix it in post. <laughs> fix it in post. That Edward Nigma. Stop it. Just <laughs> gonna get demonetized. Make it trust. But yeah, like let me let me see if I can find uh hold on, hold on. Uh let me see if I can find these. Zellweger, Brad Pitt. Oh Brad Pitt one, nice. Yeah, supporting role once upon a time in Hollywood, and I I don't I don't know if that's a Tarantino's first Oscar, is it? I don't think it is. Shouldn't be. So this was some of the. No wait, that's Tenant. Yeah, no, that's the TV show. Yeah, there was there was some art, some concept art that came out a long, long time ago. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, have you guys ever had? Have you guys ever met a dog? Because that's that, like that's what it did... was, that's what the whole thing was based off of. Was uh, that poster? Have you ever met a dog? What? Yeah, have you ever met a dog that like barks at you when you stop petting it? Yeah, I think that's so cute. I don't think I have. Is that David Tennant? That is David Tennant. Ah, these, that's these, these images are so old because yeah Neil Patrick Harris was also considered for uh, for for the Riddler but mm. yeah no like uh, you know you know yeah if Johnny Depp wouldn't do it Neil Patrick I think would have been a decent Riddler oh definitely oh yeah I think so he's kind of got that zaniness I yeah exactly where, uh, where Johnny Depp would have played uh uh, Edward before Arkham and the Joker. Eddie Murphy is the Riddler. Come on, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm like what? Like, he, why is he in the Riddler thing? Eddie Murphy is. A... Yeah, I'm like what? That'd be pretty good. Oh, look, look. There's the. Uh... I'd watch that movie because that was the name of the third. That was the name of the third. Uh, or what was supposed to be the name of the third? Was was gonna be Gotham City? Oh, and that's the that's the that's the Harley Quinn concept art. Nice. You know, yeah, that would have worked with uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, right. 
But yeah, they they had they had art mark they had art mockups of everybody. And Jesus, those are so old. So, so I'm having trouble trying to find them. But I mean, like, oh God, I think it's it's just a shame that uh, we had to lose uh, the best the best Joker, as far as I'm concerned, in the last 25 years. I mean, don't get me wrong. Joaquin uh, Phoenix is still great. Uh, has it been? Has it been six weeks? It's been more than six weeks, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. So my whole nitpick with the Joker movie—spoilers, by the way, just in case anybody wants to skip ahead—my whole nitpick with the Joker movie was his level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, he they they played him really dumb. They played him really really low IQ. Kind of falls into this whole thing, whereas we know the Joker's intelligence is, has not been measured, or cannot be measured. Never really specified. In fact, there's a there's a new theory floating around the DC universe in the comics, not the movies, that he's actually hyper sane. In fact, he's so aware of everything all the time that his brain is constantly trying to to uh, to compensate for it. So, he's actually ridiculously sane. He's so sane that his brain tries to process information by just fucking with his head. So that's what the chemicals did to him. He's so sane, he's insane. Exactly. Yeah, he's literally gone off the chart the opposite way. That's, that's pretty possible. dumb. But I mean, I was considering. Oh, go ahead. I also consider uh, that Joker kind of like you. You, you, you see, he's dumb. I was considering like, that Joker, like, uh, uh, you know, before in, in the Killing Joke, when uh, you know, before he becomes the Joker, doing their whole Red Hood hood thing. Mm-hmm. I was consider him like not quite there yet. Like, you know, like that, you know, like, you know, the Joker before he becomes the Joker, he's just like that regular guy. He's down on his luck. He's like average everything or below average everything. And I was considered, you know, Joaquin Phoenix Joker is the guy who hasn't fully embraced the Joker persona yet. It's like he's yeah. walking the path, but he's not quite there yet. That's why I was considering like, you know, his lack of quote unquote intelligence is like one of those. He's walking it, but he's not there yet. But once he reaches the end of this journey, then we'll see like more of the Joker we know. The more intelligence, you know, the more you know strategic planning and shit like that. So, you, so you think that maybe this is the um, literally the seeds of yeah, exactly like the transitional period. You know how how you like you, you put on a pair of pants and it's like you know these pants are kind of tight, but after you like break them in, it's like man, these are the best pants I ever worn. Well, I mean, I'm not going to use pants as an analogy, but I understand well, what I'm you're just, saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like I said, it's just an example, dude. Damn. Uh, yeah, no, no, I totally get you, yeah. Yeah, because so, like, in The Killing Joke, the Joker wasn't all intelligent either. He was a stand-up comic that was, uh, that was unsuccessful. That's one of his origins. He doesn't have <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. it's, like old, it's pretty much the only one we have. Yeah, it's pretty much the only one that anyone, you know, counts, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, you do... I mean, we have plenty <laughs> out there, plenty, and everyone can pick their own, but... Let me see on. But, but... Uh... Oh, my God! What? 
Ah. I'm just trying to find there it is. So literally we have the Red Hood, we have the mobster, then we have the stand-up comedian, and the Joker himself says that it doesn't matter what his background is. As far as he's concerned, it's multiple choice. Well, yeah, that's part of his thing. Or but we just all said, of those, or, or maybe all of those are from the same fucking comic, though. The Red Hood, the mobster, and the stand-up—they're all from the same fucking one. Pretty much. And the Joker has been known to fuck with the audience too. I mean, he just said that just to screw with you. I mean, it's more true, but he just wants you to think about it. It's the Joker, dude. Really? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, so, like, no, I'm sorry, dude. Like, that line, dude, it's the Joker. He fucks with the audience all the time. So, no. So you can move on with this. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not stuck on this. I'm saying, you know, the the, the, the whole concept, I mean, like, but it's interesting, though. I, I do like that take that this is, that Joaquin Phoenix is the beginning of the Joker. Like, this is before the, he just, accepts the madness and turns completely because uh i think i think it was just i think it was like a common joke in buffy and angel you know what is it about intel what is it about being evil that just ratchets up the intelligence <laughs> you have to be smarter than everybody else to get ahead uh and like i said dude and i said it before like this is the joker uh how i see how batman i think batman sees him you know, like I said, I mean, everything else is like flashing on the stuff, but I think Joaquin Phoenix plays the Joker is how Batman sees it. And when you see the uh, end of a uh, killing joke, you know, it's like, you know, Batman's like, you know, I have to try something. I have to do something like, you know, like, let me help you. Yeah. I you know, that. you see the crazy enough. Everyone sees all this crazy enough. But, but no, I think this is how Batman sees the Joker. You think he looks down on him like we look down on Joaquin Phoenix? No, I don't think he looks down on him or more like he sees... You know, someone else like maybe like a kindred soul and uh, who's also in pain, but like chose chose a different direction and how to, how to deal with it. Well, I mean, because like when we when we look at Joaquin Phoenix, like he he does give, you know, for for some of the funnier part. Or I'm not going to say funnier, but some of the more pathetic parts of the movie, he does give an incredible performance. But you know, I think I was discussing with this with Mustard. I think it was a week or two ago. I said that the most chilling line in the movie. The, the the line that just it, it it got me right to the bone to the core is when he's in the when he's in the apartment and the whole thing starts to go down and he looks and he he looks at that person and says I had a bad day and I was that's like it? and I was like that's it that's the line that's the whole fucking thing that just that just broke down everything for me and I was like whatever happens next whatever happens from this fucking point on gonna be kind of fucked so <laughs> hang on to your lug nuts <laughs> after that doesn't he go all spoilers uh i mean you yeah i mean just don't go into specifics but yeah he goes and murders that person then he goes and murders that other person well we don't know if he, we don't know if we, we don't know if he murdered them what we are you talking about in in the apartment we don't know if he killed them Oh, no, 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 not, not that one. He goes and murders a certain person in the hospital. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's after murdering the one person in the other apartment. I mean, <laughs> pretty much the whole fucking movie goes downhill after that. And that was not like, but the line itself, the line, I had a bad day, is so deeply embedded in the Joker. Uh, DJ, please explain. Oh, dude. Well, well, like I said, I mean, especially the killer joke. 
the uh, the whole point of the killing joke, and that's pretty much like one of the core foundations of the Joker, is always that he believes anybody, anywhere, could you know could become insane if you know if they have one really, really bad day. Like one bad day separates the freaks from the norms. One bad day separates the saints from the insane. One dead, one bad day separates pretty much you know the uh, you know you know polite society from uh, from absolute chaos. One bad day. So when the Joker actually just says you know I had a bad day and he actually just acknowledges it, you know this is when you realize is that this is it. This is what it all comes down to you. Everything that happens from this point on is because of one really, really bad day. Yeah, and it just—it's—it just, just goes down, still goes downhill so fast and so violently, and it's so beautiful. And, and yes, I, I understand what the movie's about before anybody tries to, oh, fucking dead man's trying to be an insult. No, I understand what the movie's about, but until, you, until you've been, like, a comic book fan for as long as we have, the movie itself is actually kind of beautiful. Am I wrong, guys? Ew. No, not really. The only people who, the only people who seem to have a problem with it is, like, you know, the media or, the, or the, I guess, the establishment who's trying to shit on this movie constantly. Because yeah. this movie's like literally, literally throwing back, you know, in their faces everything they, uh, I guess they take pride in or they try to keep, you know, keep going. It's like, no, here's your mirror. Fucking revel in it. I like that. I like that take. Here's your mirror. I like that a lot. And they hated it, but Chupi just made it stronger. <laughs> and they hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, am I, I mean, wrong? No, you're not wrong. But, you know, here's the thing also is that we've talked about new media versus old media on this show several times. We've talked about the idea that media just, you know, up until a recent point has just refused to treat actors and actresses or actors, if you want to just throw the whole umbrella turn over, over them, uh, kind of like as a dance monkey dance kind of thing. And it's only until recently we're walking out of interviews or telling interviewers to go fuck themselves has been socially acceptable. You know, you know what I mean. Hmm. So I, I do like, I do like DJ's take on this. You know, the whole, here's your fucking mirror, and you know, take a good luck. And if you don't like it, well, this is what you've created. And I, I really do like that take. That is a really good take. I like that a lot. Huh. Thank you. But uh, I don't know. I guess my dog didn't like it. Speaking of bats, though, the Batman. Ben Affleck reveals the real reason he left. He admits it wasn't the script, just like he said before. So let's take a look at this. Uh, DJ, please. Let's get right there. Right, yeah, there. There we go. Ben Affleck reveals in a new interview with the New York Times why he decided to leave the Batman movie he had signed on to write and direct. It was due to the infamously troubled production of the Justice League movie that Affleck had just completed. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, go on down there. There you go. I showed somebody the Batman script. They said, I think the script is good. I also think you'll drink yourself to death if you go through what you just went through again. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, he was um <laughs> Yeah, he was dealing with alcoholism at the time. Oh, dang. <laughs> While they may sound like a flip, uh, while that may sound like a flippant remark, Affleck has been uh, open about his history with dealing with alcoholism, and checked himself into rehab on multiple occasions, which uh, which was also addressed in the interview. So, what he he had to uh, well, hold himself back before he did any serious damage to himself. Well, let's take a look at this. This new quote from Affleck paints a different picture from what he said before on the subject. Previously, Affleck told AGN that he decided to depart because he was satisfied with the script. He quoted, We worked on this script. I was trying to figure out how to crack it, and I was never happy enough with it uh, where I thought it was worth going out and making it just because uh, I didn't want to do a version that I wasn't really excited by. So I, so I still don't know. Perhaps, perhaps enough time has passed that Affleck now feels comfortable being a bit more candid with why he left. It wasn't about the script. It was about, it was about doing what was best for his health. So I was right. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, Mustard, go ahead. While Affleck's take on the on the Caped Crusader in Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice was generally well received, Zack Snyder's movie as a whole received a critical thrashing. While promoting the film, the sad Affleck meme was spawned, showing a dejected Affleck lost in thought after being asked about the negative reaction to the film. Affleck had sworn off superhero roles after the poor reception to 2003's Daredevil movie. Huh. So the story for Affleck's Batman only got worse when he started the poorly received follow-up Justice League, which was subject to numerous rewrites, reshoots, and most notably saw Avengers uh, director Joss Whedon brought in as a replacement after Snyder departed because his daughter committed suicide. Don't try to fucking just make it seem like he quit. Please be honest about the context. Uh, Affleck now admits it was his experience with the DC ensemble flick that ultimately dissuaded him from continuing as Batman. So you know what this means? What does it mean? This means he's done. Yeah. Like, when somebody talks like this candidly about fucking off from a role and fucking off from the company, he's done. He's not coming back. That fuck is over. Wow. Oh, well. It happens. I mean, just, wow. Let's just bring fucking uh, Christian Bale back, dude. I wouldn't mind. He still looks good. Have you seen him lately? Yeah, he does. So, and we also have uh, Batman breaking down. Uh, we have Batman, the new look at uh, Robert Pattinson. So. <laughs> Shit, throw, throw, throw fucking, uh, what's his name? George Clooney in the suit again, bro. No, no, no. Oh, that's all you need, man. No, no, it's been box no. office success right there. The back credit card. No, 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 no. You want the back credit card? You don't like the bat nipples? No. Oh God, no. Well, Val Kimmer started that, I think. <laughs> no, no, it was Clooney. No, it was, it was Clooney. Oh snap! Oh, never mind then. Man, that was Joel Schumacher, bro. So let's look at the let's look at the, the Batman camera test here. I don't need that. Thank you. I'm Robert Pattinson. I'm Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Real yeah. boss. 
That's something for the post show. We're gonna have to watch the bad Batman. <laughs> so let's take a look at this. We got a. Uh, he's barely coming into focus. A lot of people have said that that's the gun that killed his parents, and he had it somehow milled into his new bat suit. But I don't know what kind of a gun that is. It just looks like random parts that are supposed to be hinted it's a baby. at being a gun. No, no, <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, dude. dead man, dead man! What's no, up? I I know. Killing. I have no. I have witnesses. Did you kill Robert Pattinson's parents? <laughs> I, did really? I did not call. I did not kill fucking. I did not kill the Waynes, and you can't prove it. Yes, can't prove it. Thomas and Martha Wayne are alive and well. Fuck you. <laughs> No thanks. Oh wait, no, no, no god guy. damn it, no they're not shit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I was literally just fucking thinking How of flashpoint. I was thinking of flashpoint. I was thinking of flashpoint with, Dude, with the Dude, you're f nah bro, give yourself yeah, that's a, that's a that's a game over, bro. <laughs> Can I at least try to justify why I was thinking that? No. Just give me the, give me the opportunity. Stupid. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 gonna try. Just give me, just give me the opportunity. I took the fail. I did fail miserably. However, <laughs> just give me give me the chance though, because with the with that screen test, it was all red. Like we had him in this all red light, and that's the Thomas Wayne Batman. So, for some reason, my brain was just like, Oh, yeah, Thomas Wayne is fine, bro. <laughs> fucking shit. God damn it. I'm not even hungover. Fuck. Okay. I still took the fail. Still my fail. It was a miserable fail. So, did you wanted to bring us this. Uh, you want to yeah, expand so on why? Yes. That's right. Some, some episodes ago, I was talking about the color of, color of outer space. And I figured, you know, out of all the Stephen King, uh, not Stephen King, excuse me, Whoa. all the HP Love Press, hey, I, I, I immediately uh, got myself <laughs> off and, and corrected myself. You just kept going. So, anyway, I'll try to look out of all the, all the, HP, all the uh, HP Lovecraft uh, adaptions, why would you choose the color of outer space? I mean, that was literally a uh, story for its time. It made no sense. I thought it was going to be a dumb movie, but, you know, but I've been proven wrong. I mean, Iron Tomatoes, like that ever freaking matter. It has eighty five percent, but the audience score, the audience score is eighty two percent, which means that uh, you know what, there might be something, might be something to this. And I was always curious. I said I was going to watch this film, but the thing is that this is a limited release. And it's not playing on anywhere near me. I think it's like Same, only like yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. So it's like gotta wait until like, it shows up, uh, you know, DVD, Blu Ray, or whatever. Before I could finally watch it, but now I'm even more curious because I mean I was gonna watch my Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage and uh, Lovecraft and Insanity, dude, match made in heaven. But but if steal both feel the color out of space, you know. But if both parties are literally saying that you know this is a very uh, a good film, eighty percent, then you know what. I'm gonna be looking at it not just as a it's just you know pure out of goofy entertainment, but a legitimate, real attempt at cinema. So it's color out of space, not color of outer space. 
Correct. Yeah, it should be the color from outer space or colors from outer space. No, but... it's the color out of space. It's the original title. It's literally just fucking radiation. Nice. What they, what they, semi, semi, semi sentient <laughs> radiation. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. basically all it is. But... That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, all it is. Yeah. Uh, well, no, really. Like in all, in all honesty, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you read the book, like the oh, sec- I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking read it. Yeah. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this. Is this is this so far is like my favorite review right here. That's there's, great. There's nothing to okay. think about here, but a lot to describe. <laughs> okay. I like that. Dude. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, that's all critic reviews. Uh, yeah, like that ever matters. Really doesn't though, right? No, like, no, it really doesn't. Like you and I have been professional critics, and I know Mustard's currently a professional critic. Except Mustard gets listened to. We don't get listened to. Oh yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a what? <laughs> Nigma. Whoa! <laughs> Just fix that in post. <laughs> Just fix it in post. <laughs> Barely has anything to do with the original story, some interesting ideas and shots, but overall terribly. Uh, terrible. A B-movie without the charm of the B-movies. While it seemed to channel horror author Junji Ito a bit more than H.P. Lovecraft, there's no complaint by any means. Uh, Color Out of Space is a bone-chilling, gruesome body horror madhouse, made all the more unnerving by Nicolas Cage's increasingly mad performance. Enough said, like I said before. So, um... As I said before, Nick Cage is going to be the center of this film. So this person says it has anything to do with the original story. You want to steal the Declaration of (laughs) Outer Space? I'm going to steal the color of outer space. And he could, too. Uh, Where the fuck was he going? Oh, this person says it barely has anything to do with the original story. Some interesting ideas and shots, but overall, pretty terrible. I got bad news. The original story has almost nothing to do with the original story. Like, if you're going to sit here and try to be like, oh, well, the original story had this and this. No, dude. So much of H.P. Lovecraft's work was con- was was suggested conjecture. <laughs> Literally, Paul Schroyer uh, from the Magic School Network tagged me in a meme on Facebook where it was like, oh, you know what this thing looked like. And the reader goes, no, no, what the fuck does it look like, H.P. Lovecraft? And then H.P. Lovecraft just sends an emoji of a, you know, face. I'm like, yeah, that's it, dude. That's all of his fucking books. It's it's the word literally indescribable takes over the goddamn narrative. So for, you, for somebody to sit here and go, oh, it has almost nothing to do with the original story. There was no original story, you fuck. There's no original creature. There's no original creature. But yeah, that was a common uh, a common theme. A love like you cannot describe it at all. Yeah, and I know I know you've read some recently. No, oh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, sometimes I go back and I read his original work. Sometimes I'll like read on the expanded universe people write, and you know, knowing the unknowable, or rather, 
you know, or if you do see it, you can't describe it because you're literally rendered insane or close to it. Although some people are able to resist it. Yeah, uh, drunks, drug addicts, and insane people. That was it, right? That's it. That that's the whole fucking, you know. Uh, that or if you're able to withstand it for a while, eventually you'll probably just commit suicide from drinking or being insane. Like it all comes back to the same bullshit, dude. Committing Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it just came out. I didn't mean to make a joke. Fuck, dude. <laughs> oh, what? What? <laughs> what, bro? Japanese people commit Sudoku with the <laughs> fucking idiot, dude. I hate you so they much. They gotta, they gotta get those brain juices flowing, bro. Oh, I'm not finding it, but yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you guys probably on the post show. Like it's it's literally just that it's literally just you know, it's 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 all suggestive conjecture. Like like oh they beheld a monster and it was gargantuan. It blotted out the horizon. It was indescribable. Well, no said. That's all you that, need. What, That's fantastic. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, it's a literary art right there. Yeah, yeah, and you know what the worst part is? Is that for his fucking fans, it is. It is. It is for his fucking fans. Like, so many of his fans, like, the die-hard ones will be like, it's all you need, bro. It's all you need. fuck else do you need, bro? Yeah. It's indescribable, bro. Right? It's not the story's fault that you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, anybody who's actually ever read a book is sitting here going, fucking try! You can't. Because you're trying to go insane. He's saving you, dude. He's thinking about you. Care. He is thinking about you. No, no, see, you don't care, but he does. I am going <laughs> insane from not fucking not try. Dude, 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 he is saving you. Fuck it's okay. You. Fuck you. <laughs> Write the fucking you're a writer. Describe it. He can't. If he does, then you'll suffer. He could not, in good conscience, subject you. <laughs> he cannot, in good <laughs> Stephen King wants to save you, bro. Look, there's one right there. What? Yeah, that's it right there. Go Where ahead, Mustard. <laughs> what? What? No, fuck. <laughs> Wild how H.P. Lovecraft had an entire career, whoa, just yeah. going, this monster, oh boy, I can't even describe it, you know? I will not describe it at all. Just, like, use your imagination. <laughs> That's exactly. it. Exactly. Use your, use your filtered imagination, dead man. No, bitch. Fuck you. And fuck you, too. No, bitch. Oh, by the way, uh, DJ, do you wanna do you want to share... H.P. Lovecraft's uh, cat's name? Meh. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll save it for the post show.
But I mean, like getting back to getting getting back to fucking color out of space. I, I'm so deathly fucking curious, bro. Yeah, with those scores, I'm like, holy crap. And they literally said that they might make the next one going to be the uh, uh what's that called? Uh, the one with the brothers, you know, the the twins, the Dunwich Horror, the Dunwich, yeah, yeah, the Dunwich Horror. That'll probably be the next uh, adaptation. Let's let's, let's better let's a better a better choice. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm doing the clicky clanky. Uh, goddamn, a lot. Ah, yeah, you did a lot this fucking episode. Too. You know, speaking trust. Oh, we got a lot of things to look up, but let's look. Let's see if there's any like playing now or movie listing times. Well, there's probably movie list time, but it's a limited release, dude. I mean, he's like, try to find one in your area. Usually, it's right here at the top, right? Yeah, maybe it's over. And that's just a matter of time before it's released on DVD. Hey, Honestly, no real good trailers have come out. Hold on. Uh, there it is. It's just that he likes to click clacky everything. Uh, let's take a look here. Alright, color out of space. Uh, what? No, shut up. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We we are freaking listening to Dead Man trying to get tickets. We still should be no. talking about the freaking show here. I want to see if there's anything near you guys. Hold on. Uh, Gateway Boulevard in El Paso. So you got AMC Classic, and you got AMC El Paso 16. So that's right that's next to you guys. One, that's literally the one right next to the house. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is it playing? Yeah. No. No show ties. Right next to us. Yeah, that's right, Dead Man. Oh, yeah, it's playing. Fuck. We get told you, dude. Okay, so we'll have to put some more research into that. <sighs> Anyways, I believe that was the last of it, right? Yes. Alright, so let's do that and move on. So Justin Bieber and James Corden open up a yummy food truck. The segment follows Bieber's appearance on Carpal Karaoke. Oh my god, he looks like your, 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 he looks like your creepy uncle that touches you. Look at him. Or just like a really bad stepdad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't hit your mom. She fell, she walked into the door frame kind of motherfucker what all right she walked into my fist <laughs> a couple of times a couple of times <laughs> mustard you wanna you wanna uh please not really i know me neither justin bieber has been making the rounds to promote his new album changes in this latest late-night segment, the pop singer has launched a food truck with James Corden. The pair joined forces on the late show to open up Yummy Food Truck in L.A., which served fish tacos and grilled cheese sandwiches to raise money for the L.A. food bank. In the clip, Corden struggles to drive the truck, which has been blessed with the duo's faces. This is it. He says, we're food dudes now. Okay. Uh... Initially, they weren't sure what sort of food to sell, especially since one is British and one is Canadian. So Corden suggests fish tacos. We could call them despitacos. Despi he says, as for when they actually cook, it's debatable. 
but at least they're legitimately concerned about possible allergies when a fan says she'll die if she eats fish. Uh, 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 I, I got nothing. Earlier this week, Justin Bieber joined Corden for a round of carpool karaoke during which they created a new TikTok dance and argued about whether Bieber could actually fight Tom Cruise. He can't. Tom Cruise would wipe the fucking floor with that piece of shit. He also made an appearance as a musical guest on Saturday Night Live as well as The Tonight Show and teamed up with the duo Florida Georgia Line for a country remix of Yummy. Uh, during his appearance on The Late Show, um, the late, late show, Bieber also participated in toddlerography alongside Corden. Oh, toddlerography, they misspelled that. Wait, a country version of Yummy? How would that work? Badly. Because it's based on something by Justin Bieber. Okay, then. Yeah, you That's really hate it. Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, he really does. I really do. Do we have a, do we have a new number one? Did you check? Uh, did yes. You... It's still the freaking box. Well, box. What? <laughs> Just go to it. Just go to it. Uh, yeah, fine, yo. Go to it again. Yeah, it's the I box. I don't know what, what box you're fucking talking about, <laughs> Well, you'll find out in a minute. Prepare to open the box. By Roddy Rich, man. Ten oh, weeks. we watched that one. Yeah, no. Yeah, man. where we made fun of them. We were like, those aren't even real guns, bro. Posties number three now. Life is good featuring our future featuring Jake is number two. Drake. Jake featuring Jake. Yeah, just can't yeah, he just can't break break through the box. Okay. That's cool, I guess. David Crosby answers your questions about divorce and internet addiction. He also responds to supposed look alike who has been taken to singing on signing autographs as David Crosby and accepting free desserts on his behalf. Huh. Like a mixture of Gandalf and freaking Gollum. Yeah. So this is an in-depth thing. It's literally yeah. just about his look-alike. Yeah. All right. So that's right, Dave, David Crosby. Save our marriage. Uh, yeah, save yeah. my marriage, David Crosby. <laughs> You're the expert. Yeah, none of us are married. Save us. Uh... I mean, you, you want to talk about a crazy lookalike. What about the Peter Chris one that was running around in the 90s? Remember that shit? Yep. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Remember that? That was nuts. Yeah, that was. I'm honestly trying to place David Crosby, and I can't right now. Crosby stills in Nash. Thank you. Fuck me. Anyways. Peter Frampton details memoir, Do You Feel Like I Do? This is my journey, Frampton said in the statement. All I ever wanted to do was play guitar, and it's taken me many different places, physically and mentally and drug-wise. I believe it. So, Peter Frampton teamed up with former Rolling Stone editor Alan Light for a memoir, Do You Feel Like I Do? Set for release on October 20th. So, DJ, please. Okay, it's, it's the same quote. It's the same quote. There's the one on top. Oh, Literally yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this. Yeah. According right, so. to the press release, yep. <clears throat> according to the press release, the book will touch upon his work with childhood friend David Bowie, his struggles with substance abuse, the blessing and curse of his breakthrough album, Frankdom Comes Alive. My gosh, yeah, I mean, like, everyone and their grandmother had that album back in the day, yeah. didn't they? Mm-hmm. I think it's still had one. <laughs> no said. The inflammatory mus- uh, muscle disease that is threatening to end his career as a live performer. Yeah. 
Hmm. Do I feel like I do? Is that is that <laughs> smoking a cigarette or a joint? A uh, cigarette. It's a cigarette. That's a ciggy. God damn it. <laughs> oh, there's plenty so of uh, there's pin, there's plenty of pictures of him talking out. So mustard, please. Peppered throughout his narrative is the story of his favorite guitar, which he thought he'd lost in a plane crash in 1980. Reads a statement, but in 2011, it mysteriously showed up again, saved from the wreckage. Framden will tell the unlikely reunion here in the full for fir- here in full for the first time, and is and it is em- emblematic of his life and career as a legendary artist. Wow. Okay. So last so year, tell all. Yeah, last year, Frampton launched into a farewell tour after announcing he'd been diagnosed with inclusion body myotosis. Myositis? Inclusion body myositis. Don't remember what that is. If I'm going to do a farewell farewell tour, can't do it. I want to play good. Uh, I want to rock it. I know that this tour, I will be able to do everything I did last year and the year before. That's the most important thing to me. I want to go out screaming as opposed to, he can't play anymore. So, this is all really weird, man. How many fucking people are we saying goodbye to? And that's also, it also just came out that Ozzy just canceled his, the rest of his tour for the rest of the year. Be, yep. uh, because of his health issues. Yep, he's got Parkinson's. Well, I mean, we know he got diagnosed with Parkinson's, but... Like, he's also, he he, he had a, a one last, you know, farewell tour, but he canceled it. He canceled it. He He's done. He's done. There's no more Ozzy. Oh, well. I mean, we're getting old, cats. We're getting old, guys. Like, damn. Like, it's it's just weird to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it happens. It it does happen. <coughs> um God damn it. Uh here we go. But yeah, let's go ahead and dead that. Start wrapping this up. DJ, rev it up. Tell him about the Patreon. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Patreon. Please come support us at the Patreon. And that will be at patreon.com forward slash VT Network. At the Patreon, we have three tiers to hook you up. For the lowest one, the first blow for $1 per month, you'll have a name of choosing in the credits of every episode. At the middle at the middle, middle Patreon, that's $3 per month. That's the UAV tier. You'll have the previous package, plus access to post shows that release every Wednesday. But if you want to really spice up your life, we have the Airstrike tier, which will give you all the previous awesomeness, plus a giveaway every three months, stickers every month, and name of choosing and credits of every episode. And, of course, access to the monthly movie roast, which is always a good thing. That's right. Please come support us if you can. That'll be at that's patreon.com forward slash VT Network. And I will be getting this month's stickers out uh, fairly soon. Uh, but yes, I believe that wraps that up. Thank you, DJ. Go ahead, Mustard. Let him know. How if to you want to talk to us on the internet, okay, you can find us Whoa. at 18 Network ah. number two ah. on Twitter. 
<laughs> if you want to find us on Facebook, VT Network with the number two. Oh. Uh, are you raping dead men while you're telling people this? And if you want to find us on email, you can send that uh, send that letter on over uh, electronically at VT uh, Network eighty four at gmail dot com. Destiny and Division are the same fucking Fuck game. Fuck you. Been playing it, we've been playing it. More and more, I come to the conclusion that it is literally the same goddamn fucking game. No. Oh, bro, you wait till you can, like, level up and you get, like, your special ability? <laughs> fucking Destiny. Fuck you. Anyways, yeah. Uh, um, haven't really been streaming, so don't bother with that. Um, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much to everybody. Thank you to Paul Schroyer for keeping this on. Uh, thank you to the Magic Squirrel Network for keeping this uh, distributed. I did recently do some work with Dark Charm Media. I, I narrated one of their stories, which is, is actually pretty different for me, considering it's not gloom and doom. It's not violent, and there's no blood or death involved so it was, it was a neat change of pace <laughs> uh search them out it's dark charm media it's episode 104 i believe and uh thank you to everybody really for uh helping us out and for keeping us going and i want to thank our two patreons uh this month which are uh the grave robber and lofus thank you baby and i will be getting stickers out to you guys really soon so thank you all very very much and i believe that about does it so uh say good night dj good night dj are you sick of hearing podcasts about pop culture that have the same milk toast opinions as everybody else well come on over to cannibal wine tasting where we tell you unpopular and hot takes on pop culture that you may or may not agree with, like The Mandalorian not being that good of a show, My Chemical Romance really shouldn't have made a comeback, and Baby Yoda is not as cute as everybody thinks they are. So, if you want to hear all of these hot takes, come over to twitch.tv slash podcastdaddy, where we are live every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or, if you happen to miss the live show, hop over to YouTube slash C slash Podcast Daddy to catch the archives. Or, if you're one of those people that likes to listen to podcasts on the road, we are on all major platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, or CastBox. Again, if you want to hear unpopular opinions on pop culture, head over and listen to Cannibal Wine Tasting right now. <laughs>